You're listening to Frontlines, a podcast for the people that truly make mountain biking happen. Not the riders, racers, or product designers, but the builders, advocates, and the often forgotten board members of your local mountain bike trail association. I want to start this episode by giving a huge thanks to Rocky Blondin of the Fraser Valley Mountain Bike Association for not only sharing his thoughts, but also hosting the podcast for an episode. From day one, my goal with this podcast is for it to be a platform for multiple voices, and having guest hosts is just one of the things I hope to do more of in the future. The genesis of this episode happened over a year ago. Jennifer Deeks, president of the Guelph Off-Road Bicycling Association in Ontario, Canada, posed the original question. She asked how other organizations manage multi-user trails and try to minimize user conflict. Over the last year, I've asked a number of guests this question, and the start of this episode will be a smattering of voices. And to wrap up this episode, my final guest is here to share their initiative aimed to help users better share the trails. I'm your host, Brent Hillier, and this is episode 54 of Frontlines. During my conversation back in episode 29 with Mark Schmidt of Parks Canada, I asked him a question, and I want to play you that audio clip. Whenever we deal with with, um, mixed recreation environments, uh, there's always concern for user conflict. And and so are some mountain bike trails mountain bike only, or or how does Parks Canada deal with any type of user conflict that, that might arise between, let's say, a, a hiker and a mountain bike, or an equestrian and a mountain bike, that kind of thing? Man, we could have a whole a whole podcast just about <laughs> user conflict. There's so much to talk about. So, so um, I, I guess when you... We, we definitely have a variety of options when we deal with our conflict. And... Um, um, you know, I'm putting my, my old hat back on, but when you really think about what user conflict is, it's really goal interference. So um, quite often the, the actual conflict isn't necessarily a, a, a violent or physical impact like a lot of people kind of have in their mind. Typically what user conflict or goal interference is, it's, you know, me out walking with my kids and getting buzzed by a bunch of mountain bikers, right? And that just sort of changes my whole mindset in my day. So when you really begin to understand the effects or what causes conflict, you know, whether it be a a social concern or a safety concern, you can really then begin to kind of work backwards to come up with some of these solutions. So we use a variety of different conflict resolution um, solutions, starting off with uh, uh, what we refer to as a preferred use trail. So Tunnel Mountain Trails in Banff National Park, we have um, uh, a few preferred use mountain bike trails. They are trails that are designed as as hiking, uh, mountain biking, and horseback riding trails. There's nothing stopping you from hiking them. There's nothing stopping you from riding a horse or riding a mountain bike. But but there's a certain thing that we mountain bikers like in our trails. I mean, the idea of, of a series of um, of you know basically stacked in slope turns or berms. That's a lot of fun for us on a bike. Um, but when you're hiking it, it's not a lot of fun because you feel like you're zigzagging down this, this trail. The the top notch trail in Banff. You know I, I mentioned some of the enhanced natural features using some of the rock features that are naturally there. Um, that's really fun for us on a mountain bike. But to a horse. 
um, it's not as fun. So, so by preferred use, I mean that the, the, you may get a horse coming to these trails once in a while, but ultimately they're going to realize that there's better opportunities for riding horses in the park. And so they're going to, they're going to stay away from some of these trails and vice versa, right? Like our, um, some of our horse trails, um, are designed purposely for horses and, uh, you could ride a mountain bike down them, but, um, you know, chances are the, the surface Mm -hmm. is going to be a lot softer. It's going to be a bit Mm -hmm. looser. And, uh, what that does is it, you know, it's fine for the horses, but for us on bikes, it's kind of like riding through soft sand the whole time. So not as enjoyable. So just, just understanding the different types of users is, is a great tool for um, uh, conflict resolution. And, and then ultimately uh, I, I'm a trail designer and a trail builder. That's what, that's what I do. So for me, I believe all, all, all solutions can, can be, all problems can be resolved through proper trail design and construction. And uh, you know, if, during the the design of a trail or the assessment of an existing trail, if we determine that there's a location that has potential for conflict, well, we can incorporate traffic calming techniques, let's say, or or make the trail more enjoyable. We can we can disrupt the flow instead of having a straight long piece of trail. Well, why not add twists and turns to it to uh, to you know change the uh, the the character of the trail, but ideally make the trail even more fun for us. So every conflict situation that we have is unique. Each one of them has to be evaluated in a unique way, but we do have a really good toolbox of resolution techniques that we can use. And, uh, and we've had some, some good success with it. Mark was certainly onto something with the topic being its own episode. Now his trail design solutions are a great engineered solution to potential conflict on trails. In episode 36, I spoke with Drew Engelman of Yamaha Bicycles. Drew is also with a group called the Trail Stewards of San Diego, and Drew offered a more sociological solution to sharing trails. We've, we've taken a little bit further and we've gone out beyond our natural boundaries of our mountain bike community, and we also work with equestrian groups, running groups, hikers, uh, walkers, and you know, even the ultra runners, which is a, a very, very fast-growing community in, in San Diego, at least. And uh, we challenge them and champion them to join us in those events. And uh, we've had a lot of successes with it. So we're really excited to see that we're reaching maybe people that would potentially be part of a user conflict uh, situation. And now they're actually um, better relationships as a result of kind of working together hand in hand, shovel, you know, with shovel. I'm a firm believer in the power of community, and trail days are a great way to get anyone and everyone out on the trails. I asked Drew how he got members from other user groups out on trail days. People are people, uh, so we have more than just one hobby in life in a lot of in a lot of places. And and uh, uh, although mountain biking and riding is my passion, uh, you know my wife is a, a vet tech, and so hers is hiking with the dog and. Uh, she also grew up, uh, as an equestrian rider herself, and we have always looked at that community as something, you know, really cool and really favorable for, uh, our children to see, uh, while none of us ride, uh, today, uh, we've always looked at that group as, wow, that's a really cool, you know, recreational activity. So we just reach out to our friends, uh, and their friends reach out to their friends and, uh, the community grows as a result of that. Now, when it comes to trying to understand who is on the trails and how everyone shares the trails, here's Tom Stussy, Executive Director of the Vermont Mountain Bike Association. We've had great success in not speculating or guessing and instead bringing everybody together for a conversation. Uh, And if they can't make uh, the forum for whatever reason, just by scheduling or travel, whatever it is, we 
open it up into an online survey as well and take the time to actually understand what the concerns are. Because what we often find is that there's way more that unites us than divides us in most every conversation we're, ha- we're having. So I would strongly recommend bringing everybody together in a room because once they know the other user and they understand that the other user is interested in what they want and the things that they know, conflict pretty much goes away because they know that if they have an issue, that's someone they can approach and talk to instead of going to the management and complaining. And so as much as you can get different users talking to each other in the field, it has a direct correlation to the ease and fun that the director's having that's overseeing the network. And here's Bruce Alt, who, amongst other things, is the founder of the Central Arkansas Trail Alliance in Little Rock, Arkansas, and a good friend of the podcast. I have a very good mountain bike friend who taught me how to behave around equestrians. It's very simple. First of all, he uses a bell on his handlebar, and the horses can hear that bell long before their riders. And the horses will either stop, step aside, or signal the rider that something is different. Second thing he does is when he sees the horse and the rider, he always slows down, stops, puts a foot down, steps off the trail with his bike on the downhill side. And the third thing he always does is speak to the rider and here's the magic, and it melts people's hearts. He carries a bag of sugar cubes in his hydration pack, and he always asks the rider if he can offer a sugar cube to the horse. All of a sudden, that common courtesy, which isn't so common, is so much appreciated by the riders. Their hearts melt, and they have a different view of that mountain biker that day. You catch more flies with honey, and you please more equestrians with sugar cubes. And this segues really well into what my next guest is doing. Eric Hillard is behind the BeNiceSayHi.org initiative, and in addition is a board member for the Mount Wilson Bicycling Association, which maintains the trails and access in the San Gabriel Mountains on the south coast of California. Hi, Eric. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. So what is Be Nice Say Hi? Well, the basics of Be Nice Say Hi is trying to have more courtesy on our trails and having more positive interactions as different people cross each other. Basically the concept of, you know, slowing down enough, uh, making some eye contact and, you know, saying hello, Hey, have a good day. It's really as simple as that. Just trying to, you know, have common courtesy, be a little more common, that kind of thing. I just think, you know, every time that I say hello to a hiker, on, a, on one of our local single tracks, it's amazing to me how their, you know, their face lights up and, you know, the interaction has changed for the positive. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a good thing. And how did it all begin? Well, through my work with MWBA, I do a lot of the social media and we've kind of been helping with signage and different things like that. And, you know, we've been using the, the common trail triangle um, down here where, you know, showing who's to yield to who and that kind of stuff. And, it's always been called trail etiquette and we've kind of been working on how to how to take this you know good concept ultimately and try to you know rebrand it a little bit or get it to be to a place where it might be just a little more absorbed by more and more people and basically for me it came out of realizing that you know trail trail etiquette is the is like talking about rules rules of the trail 
And, you know, I don't really like rules. Most of us, you know, don't like to be told what to do and that kind of stuff. And, you know, so that's kind of some of where I moved with it was, well, man, every time I just say hello to somebody, it's a good thing. And we have a great interaction and, you know, everybody goes on their own ways with smiles. And I thought, gosh, you know, let's just, let's just do that. Let's just say to people, be nice and say hello, you know, wave to each other, ask them how their day has been going. I didn't come up with the concept of be nice to hi, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's a somewhat of a commonish term. And I, when I started talking to people about this, a buddy of mine from the Bay Area showed me some stickers that a group up there had been making that said, be nice, say hi. Uh, they did two different types. One had a hiker and a cyclist, and the other one had a shark and a surfer. And I just, I thought they were brilliant. I tried to get a hold of them a bunch over a course of a year and be like, you know, hey, I want to buy some of these stickers. I want to put them up or down here. Like, it's such a good message. And through my research, I also saw there's some people in England doing a similar thing. They've got these black and white ones that have horses and hikers and equestrians on them. And I guess this version of what I'm doing with Being I Say Hi is my design of it and how I'm, you know, trying to spread that word. For me, I kind of wanted to take it away from having these icons of cyclists and equestrians and hikers and just have it just be a general be nice say hi you know anybody would want to do this no matter who you are you know not these categories so uh you've got stickers right now that you're producing is there anything else that uh that folks can get a hold of yeah what we're doing now is um i had a bunch of patches made of be nice say hi and kind of a three color scheme they're made here in the States by False Creek Outfitters, and the patches are for sale on the website. And basically, my concept behind the patches and some die-cut stickers and potentially some other stuff we have in the works is to fund the printing of the stickers. So whatever we pull in from the patch sales, then that allows me to have another 1,500 Be Nice Say Hi stickers made. And the whole goal is to have sticker packs of, you know, 50 stickers. And when your local tra- trail organization reaches out to me and says, hey, I-, I want some of these, then boom, I can put some in the mail. Hey, here's 50. Run out, want more? Let us know. And my concept for the sales of some stuff on the website is to kind of tr- create this self-sustaining machine for being a say hi, that I can make some kind of cool products with designs and things. And then be able to fund stickers and spread the word of be nice say hi and uh you know all around your your kind of first batch of of stickers i assume you you got them and you kind of put them out uh around the community um when was that and and uh and did people kind of start to to take notice it was probably about a year ago that we had the first round of stickers made um mwba funded the first round of stickers and we Basically, I've passed those out on local trails. We've given them to local bike shops and that kind of stuff to kind of spread the word that way. In general, everybody that we've talked to about it and everyone that sees the concept of being nice and say hi has, has really liked it. You know, I've had nothing but encouragement from, from local people and nothing but encouragement from people on the trails and the shops and stuff like that. That's awesome. And have you heard much from, from hikers and, and walkers as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that for the most part, everybody that I've talked to about it has been positive. I haven't at this point real actively handed out stickers to people in the hiking community, but 
everybody who's seen the patches and has seen the stickers, no matter what they've, um, you know, what they're doing has thought it's a good idea. You know, it's kind of hard to not encourage just being nice on the trails. So for the most part across the board, everybody I've shown has been supportive. Uh, so I've, I've seen a lot of other communities out there uh, use bells. Sometimes they'll even brand the bells with with uh, the the club name, or they'll they'll even use that as as advertising space out there. Um, what about you know kind of having bells and and using that as a tool to kind of let other trail uh, users know that you're around? What don't you like about that versus versus just simply you know the, the be nice, say hi? Well, I think bells have been a great addition to the trails. Um, we've had a real popular bell program here locally with MWBA that has, it's been fantastic. Ultimately um, we have so many hikers that just, you know, they thank you, you know, cause they've got a heads up that you're coming. And I'd say for the most part, it's been really successful. It's, there's a little bit of a double-edged sword with bells. I've found after we've had them here for a few years, that sometimes, you know, people, you come around a corner and the hikers are all standing on either way. And because they're not in the way anymore, people just keep going. And that's kind of the only negative part of the bell that I see on our trails, minus the sound. Um, so being nice, say hi, is great with the bell because you don't need to stop, but slow down enough and make some eye contact and just say, hey, have a great day. Thanks for stepping aside. You know, and that thank you and that hello is going to make that interaction so much better. And that hiker is going to have a great impression of you and the other mountain bikers maybe in your group because you were you were courteous and nice and um you know versus not slowing down at all and just blasting by because they've moved over and you know it's just not that's just not a positive interaction on for for on both sides of the party yeah there's definitely people out there that uh you know the those proponents against uh mountain biking will complain that that we take over these spaces and and as mountain bikers we we always see kind of that as a positive thing right but there's obviously other trail users out there and i know for my community we the bikes when you're riding here the bikes generally make a lot of noise and that's changing over the last few years with, with <laughs> just bikes getting better and quieter right um, so we kind of had off. yeah yeah exactly we had bikes that kind of came with their own bells for a really long time you could bang over some roots and anybody would hear you coming and 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 so this culture of, of from from the hikers and the trail runners and the dog walkers of just simply stepping off to the side and um it's great but it's not necessarily something that they're doing out of courtesy they're doing it out of survival they're, oh for sure they're stepping out of the way because they don't want to get mowed over yeah i mean i've i've come around corners up here and there's somebody you know in a we have a lot of real steep terrain here with big drops of exposure and you come around a corner and there's a hiker that's like kind of like you know scurrying up the side of the hill you know because they know you're coming and they're trying to get out of the way and to me that was that was like a sign of like man that this person clearly has had some negative experiences with mountain bikers before because they're deathly afraid that i'm coming around and you know in that situation it's just like just slow down make sure that person's comfortable you know it's like whoa it's all good i'm not gonna hurt you <laughs> i'm just out here enjoying the forest like you are so you know have a good day like you know you're good <laughs> and then head on by and like you know it's there's that's actually the perfect opportunity to just try to like show somebody that mountain bikers are good people instead of reinforcing that fear that that person's obviously got because previously someone came blasting by and tapped them with the bars or you know they, let's let's just be nice and say hi 
Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it can only take you know one bad encounter with with one mountain biker for for people to to get this opinion of what we're all like, and it it is really challenging. And you know, I think an initiative like like this makes it um, a little bit more digestible than simply these are the rules of the trails and you have to adhere to these, or or even you know, I don't bells aren't something that that I'm used to where I live. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's people that don't want to ride around with this dinging bell uh, all the time as well so there's certainly i'm sure there's a resistance to that from some people for sure yeah Um, i was really resistant to bells when people start first started using them here and i mean and for me it was yeah it was the sound and there there are bells now that you can turn on and off with timber bell makes a pretty cool one that you can flick with your finger like a dropper post and that for me is like i can't have a bell that i can't turn off but when i started to ride with one especially on busy weekends I mean, the thanks that I would get from people for having a bell just overweighed the fact that I had to listen to it. You know, and you find a bell that you don't mind the tone to, you know, and I do overall think bells are a good thing. It's just also important that, you know, at least on our trails here to always remember, you know, the mountain bikers don't have the right of way, you know, I've got a narrow single track and, you know, a couple of hikers coming up, you know, you're supposed to, you know, slow down or stop and let them come by, make sure everybody's good and have a great day. And how do people support you and, and get a hold of, uh, of these stickers and, and patches? The easiest way at this point is either through the website at benicesaidhigh.org. Um, also through the Instagram account is a good, is a good way. Thanks so much for, for taking the time to, to join me. I, I really appreciate it. I think this is a great initiative. I know that personally, I've, uh, I've, I've kind of seen similar things where, you know, you, you pull over, uh, and, and you just start a conversation with people or, or you just simply slow down and, and say hi. And the attitudes of, uh, and the, the expressions on people's faces changes immediately. So I think this is a, a great initiative and, and I'm really excited that, uh, that you're kind of scaling it to the point where this can be something that other communities can, can take part of. So, uh, thanks so much for this and, and also uh, coming on and, and discussing it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, man. Fantastic to have this place and be able to, you know, I'm glad that you're making these interviews and talking to people all over the place. I think that us being able to spread this word to the mountain bike community across the country and other places is such a fantastic tool. And, you know, it's really important that things that we're doing in local places can be shared. And, you know, it's fantastic, man. Thank you for this. Eric mentioned Timber Bells. I've included some links in the show notes. They make the slickest bell I've ever seen. And just like Eric described, you can turn the bell on and off with a tiny lever that tucks in right next to your handlebar grip and kind of under your brake lever. Like always, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FrontlinesMTB.com. You can send me an email or audio file to info at FrontlinesMTB.com. You can stream the show on Mountain Bike Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you haven't done so already, leave a review on wherever you get the show. It helps others find the podcast. Don't forget to support the show via PayPal. You can find a link in the show notes along with links to the Frontline's MTB Book Club and a portion of any purchases made on Amazon after following those links will be sent to the podcast. In the show notes, you'll also find links to Be Nice, Say Hi and Timber Bells. Big thanks to all of my guests and Jennifer Deeks of the Guelph Off-Road Bicycling Association for getting this conversation going. And we'll continue this conversation in future episodes. For details on next episodes, stay tuned to the Facebook page. Music, as always, is by Lee Rosevere. Production notes by Jennifer Pride. Artwork is created by Brandon Gallagher-Watson and BGW Creative. 
Big thanks to Ben Wellnock and the team at Mountain Bike Radio for their continued support. And finally, I'm Brent Hillier. This is Frontlines. Thanks for listening, and happy trails.